Yo, 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 what up? It's your boy, Deepak, on the mic, a.k.a. Mile High Sports Guy. I've thoroughly enjoyed being your commissioner in the Hooded Mellow, Jolly Good Fellow, Fantasy Basketball League on ESPN, posting weekly recaps, power rankings, trades, commissioner announcements, playoff pictures, and more. Well, I'm here to tell you, this is that more. Welcome to my podcast. I was super skeptical about this at first because I've already copied Nick McDonald with the Facebook page recaps and such, but I got off the phone with him yesterday and he said, not enough people care about fantasy, so why not make less people care by talking their ears off for 45 minutes? Brilliant! And to make this even sweeter, we will have a special guest each week. For my inaugural podcast, please put your hands together for the guy who should technically be dead twice. This six foot two Stormin' Mormon and current reigning champ is back to defend his title. Ladies and gentlemen, or should I just say gentlemen, because what female in their right mind would want to listen to two testosterone-raged competitive men talk about, dare I say, fake sports? Well, guess what, folks? We're all here, and this ish is real. Chris McCoon, everybody. Alrighty, here we are, folks. I'm online with Chris. Chris, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Sweet, man. Alright, well, I just wanted you to take a minute or two to introduce yourself to the league, because not everybody knows you. Who is Chris McCoon, and why do you play fantasy basketball? Okay, I'm... Well, my name's Chris. Hi, alright. Nice to meet you. I... I've been friends with Derek's cousin Ryan for a very long time and met Derek along the way and we grew to be friends and he invited me to join in our, the Fantasy League currently and last year was my first year doing fantasy at all and somehow we got the dub but this year it's looking a lot more competitive so it'll definitely be interesting to know. I've lived Colorado my whole life, born and raised, and here I am today, talking with you wonderful people. Sweet. Thanks, man. All right, we'll get right into the next segment. Sweet, Chris, thanks for introducing yourself. i got a couple questions for you now. It has been 188 days since you took Hooded Mellow, a Jolly Good Fellow's first victory royale. After retaining LaMarcus Aldridge and Carl Anthony Towns, as well as drafting Jeff Teague, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Thaddeus Young. What is going to keep you motivated in year two to keep you from a sophomore slump? Well, currently, I mean, holding the title right now is definitely a motivator to keep it going. But looking at my team this year, I know there'll be probably be some changes later in the year to make my team better and hopefully that happens we'll see but this year I'm looking at teams and it's a lot more competitive it looks like we have some more solid teams than we did last year and it'll be interesting to see what happens but we're going to be going for the back-to-back wins so we'll see for sure for sure so last year you dropped Tim Hardaway Jr. and I picked him up he slumped while he was on my team and you desired to take him back we made a trade that I suppose I regret. You shipped me, Pau Gasol, for not just Tim Hardaway Jr., but also Ed Davis. One could argue you trade-raped me, but it was consensual, so here we are. As a part of the said trade, 
You also dropped Larry Nance Jr. This year you have Nance. What do you see in him this upcoming season in Cleveland with LeBron out in L.A.? Does Nance improve or will he be in the shadow of Kevin Love all season? So, having Larry Nance on my team this year, last year he was, there was LeBron on the team, so he was the majority of the Cleveland team. But this year with LeBron gone and Kevin Love not being as big of a player as LeBron, in my opinion. Kevin Love's a good player, don't get me wrong, but he's not the same capability, so the Cleveland Cavs will have to rely on their team more. Than Jeff LeBron, so there would definitely be chances for people to rise up and basically try to fill the shoes as a team of what LeBron did. Yeah, absolutely. And having Lance like, we'll see if he, he's kind of a wild card on my team right now. We're going to see how he performs first week and then go from there. But yeah, my thoughts on that. Cool. All right, third question for you. So you and Nick tied for the best record in the league last year at 19-3, and but did not meet in the finals due to an upset by Tyler's team, or as I like to call it, the Island of Misfit Toys. Do you think the result would have been different if you faced Nick instead? What do you think of his team this year? Do you think you'll both compete for the top seed again? Well, last year, Nick's team, he was kind of he was a scary team to face. And when we both met each other and we were both undefeated, that was a that was a big game, a big week. Yeah, the Christmas a little, game. Mm. A little upsetting when I lost, but his team was really good. It still is. He still has Anthony Davis. He's got a couple other big games. Can't think off the top of my head right now. But I definitely think Nick's team has the capability to make it to the final. But with all these other teams now that are better, like I said, it's going to be a more competitive season, so anything could happen at this point. Yeah, I think that ties into my final question. I was just going to ask you, we have five new teams this year, including seven new owners, with Ryan as a second owner on your team and Travis as a second owner on Michael's team. Do you think that this overhaul of responsibility will increase the overall value of the league? You know as well as I do, we want to make serious changes to prevent having three cellar-dweller teams at 2-20. and 20. Obviously, not every team will finish with a winning record, and only a third of us will make the playoffs. Do you see the roads of the postseason more challenging this year than last? Uh, I mean, the road there is going to be definitely more competitive than last year. Not a lot of trades happening except they call Tyler out sending all those trade offers out. Some of them were good, some of them were questionable, but not a lot of trades happened last year because all the teams were pretty, at least the top people, our teams were pretty well put together and they would put up great numbers. And this year, with this draft that we had, there's a lot more people in the game, there's a lot more people who know what they're doing. And we're going to have to be, if I want the same result or if anybody else wants the same result as last year to get into the finals, there's definitely got to be more strategy involved and smarter decisions. Like when someone you need to drop someone, you have to drop someone in order to make up those points. Because the teams this year are a lot more competitive. There's yeah. a lot more teams that have plenty of people on them that could go off at any moment and drop 
forty point game. That for was, sure. Yeah. Definitely gonna be interesting to see. Yeah. Well thanks for answering those questions about the league. We'll get into our next segment here soon. This break in the podcast is brought to you by Humbabe Apparel. Humbabe Apparel is an athletic apparel brand that encourages athletes to play for God's glory. Humbabe Apparel is an outlet of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and creates custom-made hats, shirts, and other clothing items. If you have ever been around a baseball dugout, you may have heard some players shout, Humbabe, as a rally chant for a batter at the plate or a pitcher on the mound. Humbabe Apparel. All right, fellas, we're into the great debate. We just experienced three straight NBA finals of King LeBron's Cavs versus the Stacked Warriors. Obviously, we won't see that again this season with LeBron on the Lakers. The Warriors are practically a lock for the top seed in the Western Conference, as not much of their roster has changed, and the Rockets downgraded. Meanwhile, the Lakers look to make the playoffs for the first time since being swept by the Spurs in 2013. Where do you think the Lakers will land in the seeding? Will they even make the playoffs? Will they face the Warriors in the playoffs? Well, let's see about that. Having LeBron on the Lakers is definitely a big help. I don't think they're going to make it to the finals this year. They're, I think at most, we'll see second round into the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Second round seems possible. As far as seeding goes, like if the Warriors finish 1-2 and in the Lakers finish 7-8, if they were to meet in the first round, I don't think they could beat the Warriors in the first round. So that would be the only way I see them not getting through the first round. But if they're to make it to like a 5 or 6 seed and they upset it like a Utah or, or Portland or Denver team, then they could possibly make it into the second round. Yeah, like if the Lakers play – Houston or Golden State, their first round of playoffs, I don't see them getting past that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. If they do face each Uh, other in the playoffs, and it's a seven-game series, do you think the Lakers can even push it to five or six games, or do you think they get swept? I'm confident that they'll be able to push at least three game six. Really, with the current squad? Yeah, I don't know. With I the just because we'll look at the Cleveland squad last year. It was basically LeBron and like twelve other people. Yeah, like LeBron did almost everything. No Kyrie, like Kevin Love was there, and then you had obviously J.R. Smith's blunder in Game One, where it looked like he had a stroke and just forgot how to count. Um, but then this year, he's got you know a lot of young players and a couple of the veteran players around him too. So he's got. Lance Stevenson, uh, JaVale McGee, Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram. Out of those guys, who do you think can kind of step up and be LeBron's sidekick? Um, I think out of those, Lance Stevenson and Lonzo Ball have the biggest potential to step up. I mean, Lance Stevenson... Couple couple seasons ago, he stepped up for his Indiana team. Yeah, for sure. And he won't be blowing oh, yeah. in LeBron's ear this year, hopefully. <laughs> I'd pay to see that. Uh, wouldn't everybody? I hope so. Uh, 
Yeah, I think with Lance, no, though... Those, Lance and Lonzo Ball have the greatest chance of helping LeBron. Mm-hmm. I, did, I think and, the only thing with I mean, Lance Lonzo is Ball he's not like an offensive LeBron. player, though. You know, So they're going to have to get that scoring from somebody else. Yeah. It's just going to be a really weird team dynamic. But it'll be interesting. I, I, I've never, I, I've never liked the Lakers, but I like LeBron, so I kind of want to see him succeed. Plus, I just want to see the Warriors not succeed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's LeBron can put up huge numbers, and I think at first the team cohesion, the chemistry is going to be a little off. So for, I think I'll have a slow start to the season, but towards yeah. maybe a third of the way through to halfway through. They should start to get a feel for each other, get a feel for the team. And that's been the story for LeBron teams, I mean, his whole career. You look at when he moved to Miami, you look at when he went back to Cleveland, and now even back with L.A., well, not back, but now in L.A., there's just the learning curve that they're going to have to get through. Yeah, because LeBron and himself, playing with LeBron, honestly, is probably like playing with a completely different person. Yeah, it's... It's ridiculous. He's his own, he's his own animal, mm-hmm. and he will facilitate a game if need be. And I know he doesn't want to do it every game, but if he has to, he will. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, uh, well, for the last part of the question, do you think that sometime during the season the Lakers might make a trade for, say, like a Kawhi Leonard or a Paul George to help LeBron out, or do you think they settle and just wait for free agency next year? Right now with this Lakers team, I think they may attempt at that. But in, in my opinion, what would be best is if they take what they have now. They have a lot of young talent on the team, and LeBron is a veteran player. He's one of the best players in the league, if not the best individual player. And he could teach all these young bloods so much that they need to know to be a great team. Are we allowed to say young blood on the podcast? I just did. <laughs> <laughs> fair. That's fair. <sighs> yeah, no, LeBron's that got that veteran presence. And I think that's kind of like what you were talking about with Lance Stevenson too. He's, you know, he's been there before. Like he knows what it takes to be a top team when the Pacers were the one seed a couple of years ago in the East. And, you know, you got JaVale McGee who, you know, he's constantly the star of Shaq and a fool, but, you know, he's still a good seven-foot-tall guy who can, you know, block shots and play good defense. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm hoping to see Kyle Kuzma and uh, Brandon Ingram evolve even more so than they have the last couple of years. I and mean, Brandon Ingram's built like Kevin Durant. He doesn't have the height, but, you know, he's got kind of the same body build and the shot. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, you know, really solid rookie and then obviously Lonzo Ball he was no scrub like Lonzo put up about 12 points eight boards eight rebound or eight boards eight rebounds 12 points eight boards and eight assists last year like that's really productive coming from that spot and they have Rondo too I forgot about him so he'll be good too yeah the only thing that they're lacking is a consistent score. They don't have... I mean, LeBron is a consistent scorer, but he needs someone else to pull weight 
Exactly. Like, like when LeBron's on the bench, shot. when LeBron's on the bench, where's their offense going to come from? Exactly. Like I mean, what's going to stop teams? They're going to double team, triple team LeBron, LeBron, and then he's going to have to kick out, and he's going to have to count on some guys to knock down some shots. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be a cool year for the Lakers. and Saving a lot of money going into the 2020 free agency. Sure, they'll pick up another star then. Um, You know, so even Damian Lillard has shared some interest in joining, so. That'd be pretty sweet. That would be that would be good. Cool. All right. Well, that concludes the great debate, and uh, we'll get next to uh, bust or ball. Now it's time for bust or ball. In this segment, we're going to discuss point guard play. Chris, you're going to have three seconds to decide whether you think the player will bust or ball. If you select bust, you think that the player won't meet the expectation. If you select ball, you think the player will surpass the expectation. At the end, we will compare our answers, and then I'll post a poll on Facebook page to see what the rest of the league decides. Let's get right into it. Bust or ball, Chris? Devin Booker averages 25 points per game. Bust. Bust, okay. Bust or ball? Kyrie Irving plays 60 games this season. 60 bust. He's going to play more than that. So that would be ball. Oh, ball, yeah. ball would be he surpasses ball. the expectation. Bust what would be he. My yeah. <laughs> I'd like to buy a vowel. Wrong game. Okay, let's get back into it. Bust or ball? Ben Simmons tallies 15 triple doubles. Ball. Ball. Nice. Okay, so um, for the first one, I said that Devin Booker will score 25 points a game or more. I just don't see anybody else. Like, yeah, they drafted DeAndre Ayton with the number one pick, but Devin Booker's still going to ball out. Like, he had that one game last year. What did he have, like 70 or 80 points in a game? I can't even remember, but he just went off. So I could see him averaging, like, 27. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Same with Devin Burger. He was injured a lot of last season. But the games he did play, the league got to see where he really was. Yeah. What do you think and about uh, Nate taking him with the first pick? With him on the court. Yeah. Hopefully he studies healthy this year. Yeah. But with him on the court, it'll definitely teams are going to be making defenses against certain players. And he is one of those players that could just drop, like you said, like 60, 70 points in one game. Yeah. If you let him. So what do you think about Nate picking him with the first overall pick? Too high of a draft pick or just right? I mean, he's, he's a good player. He's a good young player, but and I don't pick him up. It's a good pickup. But I just don't see him having to perform uh, like the way he did last year because teams know how he plays it. Yeah, so, cool. I mean, it's like every player in the league, they're going to have their days where they're going to just go insane mm-hmm. and go off. And they'll also have games where he doesn't. Yep, yeah. So you said that you think Kyrie is going to play more than 60 games? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, his health has been on and off the last couple of seasons. I just think he has that drive this year 
now with Gordon Hayward back, and he'll be back. Like the Celtics lost game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie or Gordon Hayward. And now that both of them yeah. are back, that's just going to like motivate Kyrie to stay healthy. And, you know, I don't want to say like a bad omen or anything, but I think that he's going to be good. He's going to play probably 70 ish games. He'll take nights off on back to backs because they want to preserve his health. Um, but like him, you got Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Terry Rozier, Al Horford. Like, they're going to be scary. It'll be probably them and maybe like Toronto in the Eastern Conference Finals now that the Cavs suck. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kyrie was injured for a lot of last season. Gordon Hayward is out the entire season, basically. Rip. And the Celtics still were a very competitive team. Like, they have a really good team. They're almost the sleepers of the league. Well, yeah, let's not forget that their coach... Biggest names. Yeah, their coach, Brad Stevens, coached uh, Gordon Hayward in college at Butler. So, they already have that chemistry. Having those two players back, they're going to be a monster as long as they stay healthy. Yeah. Well, speaking of monsters... Speaking of monsters... uh, I'm sorry, did you want to add something uh, else there for the Celtics? Yeah, I think Kyrie. He, unfortunately, he got injured pretty in the pretty bad in last season. But now this is his first full season of not being on a team with LeBron James, and he wants to prove himself. Yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, going back to monsters, Ben Simmons, power forward slash point guard for the Seventy Sixers. He had, I want to say, 10 triple-doubles last year, which is the same as Nikola Jokic. Shout out, my boy Joker. Uh, 15 triple-doubles. I think it's possible for him. I said no because just so many other teammates on there now. Like, I mean, he's going to still be a distributor, but I don't see him playing the point guard role as much anymore, so the assists are going to be down. Uh, he'll definitely get some triple-doubles, but I don't see him getting 15. Includes a bust or ball. And yeah, looking forward to concluding this with you here soon. Well, thanks for joining us. If you're still listening, you're hearing us talk now, right, Chris? Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, we just want to wrap it up. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about the matchup to watch for this week. And it is your squad, reigning champs versus Indiana Who's Your Daddy, Nate's team. That's we've brushed on a little briefly. Uh, I wanted to talk about Nate's team a little bit. So his keepers were Steph Curry and Jimmy Butler. And he drafted, as we know, 
uh, Devin Booker, as well as Tobias Harris, Hassan Whiteside, and Porzingis, actually. So I thought that that was interesting. What do you expect from this matchup, and what do you think the point differential will be? From this matchup, like, his team looks really well put together other than Przingis being out. If Przingis was in, that team would be insane. But he still has plenty of depth players on this team to make it a very competitive game. I think it's either going to be one-sided or it's a game. I'm leaning closer to, like, back and forth. Because, like, on... Thursday, I only have one player playing that day, and he's got, I think, four. First day, we all have a full squad the next day after that. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the matchup. But, like, my team, there are definitely some players on my team that are going to have to prove themselves. I take them off on the road. Just based on what they did, I see, saw them do last season, and we're going to see how it works out. There might Depending on how the week goes, there can be some changes on my team. Or we're going to keep the way it is. But I definitely have some people on my team that are questionable. So, it'll be interesting to see. I'm what kind of players do you think are questionable? Do Kat does. And Lamarcus Aldridge, he's a very consistent player. I just feel like your power forward slot is so fascinating. Like, obviously, you've got LaMarcus Aldridge, but you also have Mello, Thaddeus Young, Martrez Harrell, Larry Nance Jr., and Serge Ibaka. It's so hard to predict how well those guys are going to play. And obviously, you've got the three utility slots. How are you going to decide? Like, what's going to be going through your mind when you're saying, hmm, I'm going to put this guy in. Are you going to ride the hot hand? Are you going to look at who's playing who? What kind of goes through your mind when you're trying to decide your lineup? Uh, definitely, like, the matchups of the day. Like, what team is playing what team. So, like, if Toronto is playing San Antonio, obviously there'll be Serge Ibaka versus LaMarcus. Which, I mean, that'd be a good matchup, but LaMarcus, in my opinion, is a way better player. So, I put him in. And if I had the other, like, if my, the whole team was full, I would take probably a lot out of that team. Put someone else in. But definitely, so not, what team they're playing, what matchup they're going to be in. This first day is going to be a big contribution to see how they perform. And we'll decide from there. Like, it's hard to predict. I'm just going based on gut feeling right now. Who I think should potentially go off, but we'll see the results starting tomorrow. Starting today. Today. Yeah, NBA season starts tonight in just under two hours. So, oh, God, I don't even remember. Who's playing, dude? Uh, The Thunder are playing the Warriors. Let's see. They are playing in Golden State. And the 76ers are playing the Celtics in Boston. So two really good matchups tonight. And you don't have anyone playing tonight? I don't have anyone playing tonight. Okay. Does he have anyone playing tonight? 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got cool, sweet. Maybe that matchup. So yeah, he's got Steph. Oh, and then Stephen Adams. Okay. Yep. Sweet man. Well, uh, thanks for joining me. Thanks for being my first guest on my first ever podcast. It was a little scary, and uh, I hope everyone likes it. It, it, it. I think it was pretty fun. What do you think? I don't even want to explore that conversation with you. So I think we should just cut it now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Well, I'll talk to you later. You want to get on some Xbox right now? All right, sweet.